After months of hype, HBO Max is here. But is the latest gigantic streaming service worth your time and money? We'll break it down. I'm Roger Chang, and this is your Daily Charge. With me is the dynamic streaming duo, David Katzmeyer and Joan E. Salzman. Welcome. Hey. Glad to be here. All right, HBO Max launched today with a fairly hefty library of back catalog and original programming. So to kick things off, what are your initial impressions? Uh, Joan, why don't you go first? I would say that my first two impressions are around confusion and content. (laughs) One of the things about HBO Max is a lot of people are confused, especially if they're already HBO Now or HBO regular subscribers. Do I have to pay more? Do I get a discount? Do I get it included at no added cost? And that's causing a lot of confusion for people on this launch day. And then the other thing I'd mention is the content that they're offering in HBO Max, it's different than Disney Plus or Netflix, you know, all those services, they have huge catalogs, tons of movies, tons of shows. What HBO Max is really emphasizing, it's not original content like Netflix. And even with Disney Plus, it's not even having like a Mandalorian big original series to kind of come out with a bang. They're really leaning into catalog stuff, Friends, DC movies, all that stuff that's already on HBO. I think those are my two big impressions of how HBO Max is a little bit different at this early stage. So, yeah, uh, piggybacking on Joan, the confusion thing is foremost from my first impressions. Uh, you know, unlike Disney Plus, which I think had kind of as flawless of a launch as you can, HBO Max has so many questions on day one. Uh, first of all, where is the 4K HDR? Uh, for video files, that's a big deal for me. Uh, even bigger, where are Roku and Amazon Fire TV? Those apps... You know, you can't use the millions of installed devices on, on those platforms to watch HBO Max now. You can watch HBO Now and HBO Go, but you can't watch HBO Max. Now those, those things all might change, uh, relatively soon, I hope, for HBO Max's sake. But, you know, people that are used to HBO, legacy, uh, subscribers, especially ones that get a via cable company and, and things like that, have a lot of learning to do before they adopt this. I've seen people on Twitter already saying, you know what? I'm fine with HBO Go. You know, uh, talk to me when you guys have something new to watch. All right, and Joan, this is just the latest in a long number of streaming services that have launched in the last several months. Where does HBO Max stand? Yeah, this, you're referring to the so-called streaming wars, which nobody at a streaming company says is real, but everybody who's not at a streaming company talks about it all the time. Um, I mean, what we're really looking at, it's been about a six-month, seven-month window of time where all these multi-billion dollar companies have been launching these services. It started with, um, we had Apple TV in uh, the beginning of November. Soon after, we had Disney+. Plus. Then there was Quibi. Uh, which had an inauspicious launch in April. There was a mini launch of Peacock, which is coming from NBC Universal. We're still waiting on the real rollout for that coming in July. But yeah, this HBO Max is almost the last one of these really gigantic, mega big league streaming services that are all gobbling up and setting down their walled gardens around a lot of really popular shows and movies. Yeah, well, that's that's a good segue because it feels like with uh, speaking to your both your points about confusion, it feels like if you're a fan of shows of any sort, like you have to kind of do your research on which service will actually you'll actually have to subscribe to to watch that show, right? Like it's gotten a lot more fragmented. Yeah, I, I think the frustration point isn't necessarily going to be around finding where you want to watch. You know, there's lots of 
third party even ways to search different catalogs to know like if I want to find this, where can I find it? One of the good things is because of all these streaming services, it's more likely the stuff you love is going to be on that kind of all you can eat buffet streaming service than it ever has before. The downside is how many of those streaming services are you going to pay for? Most people only have two or three. Does that mean it's going to, you're going to have to pay for more of them, especially considering HBO Max, this one, it's the most expensive of the bunch. Yeah. Let's, well, let's talk about pricing. What, how much does this actually cost? So it's 15 bucks a month for HBO Max. Uh, people who are lucky enough to pre-order uh, before today got a $12 a month deal for the first year. So that's nice. But for pretty much everybody, it's the same cost as HBO Now and HBO Go. Generally 15 bucks a month, same as HBO. So that's a plus, you know, you're not paying anything extra for this much larger library of shows that you can get. The downside is, you know, compared to other streaming services, that's a lot. Each, uh, the only one that's a little bit higher is Netflix at 16 bucks a month for their top plan, uh, for, you know, their 4K HDR plan. Um, and of course, Disney Plus launched, you know, at $7.99 a month. So those are kind of the, the guys that HBO is competing against at the top level. And at that, you know, price, it's, it's, pretty expensive, especially now with a lot of financial uncertainty uh, in the world. Yeah, I think that's the big question is how many, to, to Joan's point, how many, how many services can somebody subscribe to? I mean, do you guys, I mean, Joan, do you get a feeling of like, generally speaking, like how many of these folks tend to actually subscribe to? Like, is there a, an upper limit that, that most people are looking at or... Yeah, you know, especially now, given this given this uh, situation we all find ourselves in, uh, with folks tightening their belt, like what what do you think is that that max number? Yeah, that's a great question. Most of the research and surveys that have been conducted up to this point, the vast majority of people um, have two to three. Um, maybe there are outliers that have four or five. You know, David and me are probably among those groups that have more than just two or three. But um, you bring up two interesting. I wouldn't say sea changes, but two interesting complications. Even though the data and the surveys have all shown that there, there's that kind of two to three service sweet spot up to this point, there's also indications that as all of these streaming services are launching, people are willing to heighten the number that they subscribe to and how much they pay total for streaming services. It seems like consumers are more accepting of spending more on streaming services, especially since we're seeing yet more cord cutting, more people fleeing the traditional pay TV big bill bundle. The other complication that you alluded to, you know, we're entering this period where what we've lost in America and the US, we've lost 40 million jobs in just the last month. People are facing a lot of economic uncertainty. And even in that circumstance, we don't really know what that's going to mean to how much people want to subscribe to streaming services. There's a lot of demand for streaming services right now because everyone's stuck at home. But does that mean that their demand is going to overcome the uncertainty about how much money people are going to have coming in? Yeah, and well, one way you know these services are trying to entice folks is free trials. Um, Joan, I know Quibi had a fairly generous free trial. Like, what is the the period for HBO Max? Yeah, just just a week. Quibi, to your point, they had, which was smart. They offered a three month free trial if you pre ordered, um, which is smart because their Quibi is that mo well designed to be a mobile only streaming service with really high budget content. Um, 
they knew they were presenting something kind of different. And so they wanted to give people a long period of time to come in and get comfortable and get hooked. Uh, you know, people know what HBO Max is. They, or they know what HBO is. They know, you know if you're gonna be drawn into a lot of these franchises because they've existed for so long. So it's just, it's just, it's kind of a standard one week trial period at the beginning. All right, and David, to your original point about the sort of the, the confusion aspect of this, uh, some subscribers get it, some, and it, it's unclear who. Can you help break that down for us? Like who actually gets HBO Max beyond folks who actually sign up for the service? So that's really the big difference here uh, to me at the beginning between compared to, say, Netflix or Disney Plus or whatever. HBO actually has a legacy bunch of uh, millions of subscribers out there who either get it from their cable company. They use HBO Go to stream sometimes. People who, uh, you know, get it uh, with the HBO Now app, which has been around since 2015. So all of these these guys have to kind of be funneled by HBO into HBO Max. And that's the challenge. To their credit, they did go and, and turn on an automatic update. So there's going to be a lot of people out there who have the HBO Now app. They wake up and go, oh, wow, and now it's HBO Max. Great. Let me check out this new thing. That's a great experience for people. People love automatic updates. That's kind of the best case scenario. We've seen that on PlayStation 4, uh, Apple, Google, uh, a, lo a lot of these customers, even you know people that subscribe via HBO Max itself, all those guys' HBO Now apps are turning at HBO Max apps today, which is great. The other people, people who get it via cable primarily, uh, those services, they're a mixed bag. So HBO did not sign deals with Comcast, which is the largest cable subscriber uh, company in the United States right now. That means that if you're a Comcast customer with HBO, the only way you're going to get HBO Max is if you, on your own, go out, subscribe to that service, and you know, hopefully uh, quit your HBO bill with Comcast if you're not under a contract, yada, yada, yada. It becomes super complicated really quickly. There's other uh, cable uh, subscribers, Spectrum, for example, Charter, those guys... Uh, Verizon, that they get an automatic upgrade. It's not clear exactly what that is. Sometimes you can go onto HBO Max uh, itself and use the uh, same sign-in as you would for HBO Go and turn on the HBO Max app if you've downloaded it and it works fine. So that's good for them. But again, these deals are kind of all over the place and it'll take a few months for people to figure it out and HBO to sort it out and get the messaging right. Yeah, I found it confusing this morning because I was signing up for... Well, I had to install a new version of the app. I had to install HBO Max on top of HBO Go. I basically had to create a new account using the authenticated account from HBO Go. Uh, keep in mind, this is my brother's account, and he doesn't even know I'm creating it for him, but he'll find <laughs> out later on when he wakes up. Um, but yeah, it was not intuitive at all, and like the only reason I knew about it was because I was reading your stories. Uh, all right, so let's talk a bit about the content. Uh, Joan, what are some of the big originals we can look forward to? The original pipeline has some high-profile things. Almost all of the things that are most high profile are down the line. So the Snyder Cut of Justice League, that's something that people are highly anticipating. It's not coming till next year. An H, I'm sorry, a, um, a Friends reunion special that was supposed to be available on day one, but you can't shoot the six stars of Friends in a studio with a live audience when everyone's socially distanced. So that's supposed it was supposed to be here today right now they have no idea when that's going to happen but generally speaking you can count on hbo max to have a pretty steady stream of various originals on their original slate they're kind of focusing on female skewing stuff on kids skewing stuff um not exclusively but they're 
kind of focusing on that because they've seen that HBO itself tends to have a little bit more more of a male audience, and they want the HBO Max catalog to cover all the bases, so they have more of an even demographic and pull in some of those customers that HBO itself wasn't necessarily drawing in on its own. So Joan mentioned Friends. You can watch all the myriad seasons of Friends、uh, right now at launch day. That's kind of their big push. You see their their messaging out there already with you know pictures of the Friends fam.、Uh, there's also the Big Bang Theory they have on day one.、Um, there's you know、uh, Rick and Morty.、Uh, there's a Studio Ghibli, which is a big thing. We have a big article on that. That's all of the Miyazaki movies Spirited Away.、Um, Uh, Howl's Moving Castle, movies like that that are, are beloved and available for the first time on streaming.、Uh, again, all that stuff is available now.、Um, there's also a bunch of Warner movies, so you know you can go in there and watch The Lord of the Rings. You can watch Harry Potter. You can watch. Hey, by the way, a、uh, Joker、uh, available streaming for the first time. Pretty big movie there. So that's really cool.、Uh, they have a huge catalog. Warner Media, you know, is is <laughs> is gigantic, and and they're trying to put as much of this stuff as they can up front, and you know, more stuff will filter in. So I think that's really The big difference between HBO Max and HBO is all this extra stuff that is not on HBO, and again, same price. So if you're an HBO subscriber, you know it seems like a no-brainer. All right, and so you know we talked a bit about the confusion and the fact that there's some questions, but are there any other questions left that you still have about the service, David? Do you want to go first? Yeah, my biggest ones are when are we going to get this parity with other services, namely the 4K HDR, which is a big deal for pretty much anybody with a TV bought in the last you know four or five years.、Uh, you want to be able to maximize this potential with HBO Max. You can't do that.、Uh, they say it's on the roadmap; it'll happen at some point, but we're just not sure when. The other one is when are they going to get Roku and, and Amazon Fire TV on board? Again, I feel like those are coming soon. There are some more integration questions,、uh, you know, with the channel stores of Amazon and Roku and Apple TV. Figure out how all that stuff. Starts to work together, but you know, beyond that, it's mainly just get.、Uh, you know, when is this content、uh, that they've already talked about going to come out as well? Yeah, like David, I want to know when they're going to get Roku because I have Roku's all over my house, and we know from Netflix that this is the kind of programming people want to watch on a big screen. I mean, just ask Quibi if you try to launch a service where you can't stream to televisions. At a time when people are stuck at home, people are not happy, and Roku is by far the most popular streaming device in the U.S. alongside Amazon, which is the other one that it doesn't have. So those are big questions for me. Like, when are you going to get that? Because people need it. And then besides that, I'm you know I'm curious what it'll be like once. HBO Max is actually the product it's supposed to be. You know, they talked a big game about having、um, these sort of curated recommendations, being able to recommend things based on co-viewing, having these cool sort of star recommendation things, where like you could open up. Um, a little tab where, like, the star of Watchmen talks about her favorite movies from the back catalog of HBO Max that maybe informed her performance or inspired her to become an actress. We were supposed to have those things, but they're not here. So I feel like what we're getting is a shell of HBO Max. My question is, what is HBO Max going to feel like when it's actually a fully formed product? Because it's not right now. All right. Lastly, I know this is early, so I'll have that stick that caveat out there, but from every Everything you've seen so far is HBO Max worth it? 
Yeah, I, I said this before, but I think absolutely. If you're an HBO subscriber, subscribe now if you can. I mean, again, you're getting everything you already got plus a bunch of other stuff. Of course, the downside is, you know, you won't be able to watch it on your Roku or Fire TV on day one, but hopefully that changes. And if you have another device, uh, you know, you can use it. In the, in the meantime, you can always, you know, use your HBO Now app. But downside, you know, I, I, I think for a lot of people, it's not going to be seen as necessary. If you're not already an HBO subscriber, what people do with HBO is they, they, they turn it off when Game of Thrones is over. They turn it off when the season they want is, uh, is done. And, you know, people are going to do the same thing, I think, with this. Um, and until they offer one of these must have great shows that are, you know, that they're talking about, like Green Lantern, for example, might be a big, uh, flagship show when that comes out. Until then, uh, it's going to be tough um, to convince people, you know, to, to go there just to watch reruns of Friends. Yeah, I think that question, it's a really fair question, but the answer for me is always, well, it's worth it for you if it's worth it for you. That's how it goes for all these streaming services. You know, they're so defined by what programming they have. That's That's really how they distinguish themselves from each other. So if you love Harry Potter or Studio Ghibli or DC, the movies or, you know, any of those things, if you love those things and want to watch them a bazillion times, then yeah, it's worth it for you. If you couldn't care less, then no way. Uh, so it really just comes down to your own alliances um, in the entertainment that you love, I think, whether or not you're willing to pay this high price tag for a brand new service. For sure. And the price tag just keeps getting higher and higher as more of these services jump in. All right, well, that's a wrap. You can check out all of our HBO Max coverage on CNET.com. If you have any questions, leave us a voicemail at 862-250-5713. For The Daily Charge, I'm Roger Chang. Thanks for listening.